Today we're continuing our sermon series on the general rules. Do no harm, stay in love with God, and do good. There was a great story a few Thanksgivings ago about a grandmother who thought she was texting her grandson, but actually texted the wrong person and didn't believe him until he sent her a picture. But what was amazing about this story is that he said, hey, can I get a plate though? Asking if he can come over for Thanksgiving. And she said, sure. And this began a friendship that has continued for the past three years. What a great story. A tradition was born. But the young man said something that, that kind of stuck in my brain this week. Where he said, it was a reminder that there are still some good people in this world. Now, this is a really sweet story. But this is an incredibly sad statement. Because to my recollection, there are over one billion Christians in this world. And so there should be plenty of good and kind people. It is one of our general rules because it is an essential foundation of what it means to follow follow Jesus is to do good. You see, Jesus, who is God, he referred to himself as a servant. This person who is God chose to come into our world, chose to be a servant. Not only that, but often, even though he had this incredibly important mission, would often allow himself to be diverted from that mission to heal people that he had no intention previously to, to heal. Whenever children would come to him, he would said he would tell them to come forward, despite the disciples saying, hey, you know, Jesus only really has time for adult business. And he always took time for the children. The same Jesus who always told us to focus on the least of these and to try to make a difference in the world for those who are struggling those who are suffering, those who are hurting. And we as followers of Jesus are called to reflect that into this world. You know, we want to build a wall. We want to decide who is in, who is out, who deserves kindness. But that is not the way of Christ. That's not the way it is. It's not the way we are called to live. And this isn't so important as we share the good news. The way of Christ is to love all, love people who are your neighbors, love people who you meet, Love people who annoy you in the way they do things, whether online or in traffic or in the store. Also love people you never meet. And even most difficult of all, love your enemies. Jesus radically loved his followers. Jesus radically loves us. And we are transformed by this love and through Jesus' sacrifice who went to the cross, gave the greatest gift of all so that we could have life and life eternal. And then we, the people of God, are called to love everyone, to be a part of this great movement, to do good. It's one of the reasons that the Christian movement has multiplied in in amazing ways throughout its history over 2,000 years. Christians founded hospitals, schools for the poor, taking care of others who even their families would abandon. We have first responders in crisis situations like the campfire. You always see trailer after trailer of Christian organizations going into danger and difficulty, helping those in need. But we often fall into the trap of wanting to protect what we have, working on on our own, those like us. And unfortunately, the world does not see enough of the church doing good. And we need more people doing good in our hostile, divided, and wounded world. What would it look like for you if you committed to doing good? And how would you be able to do it? A few scriptures for us today. The first comes from 3 John, verse 11. 
dear friend, don't imitate what is bad, but what is good. Whoever practices what is good belongs to God, but whoever practices what is bad has not seen God. So we are called to imitate God by doing good because that's what Jesus did. And then from Jesus himself, from Luke chapter 6, starting with verse 27. Afterward, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi. Excuse me, that's the wrong chapter. Chapter 6, verse 27. But I say to you who are willing to hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, offer the other one as well. If someone takes your coat, don't withhold your shirt either. Give to everyone who asks and don't demand your things back from them from those who take them. Treat people in the same way that you want to treat them. If you love those who love you, why should it be commended? Even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, why should it be commended? Even sinners do that. If you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, why should you be commended? Even sinners are expected to be paid back in full. Instead, love your enemies, do good, and lend nothing expecting nothing in return. Or lend expecting nothing in return. If you do, you will have a great reward. Doing good is a serious challenge directly from Jesus, and it is a challenge. The scripture is, is really interesting. We are called to love and not just the people we like. In fact, what it says is, and this is Jesus pulling no punches, you don't get commended for liking the people who like you. You don't get commended for people who treat you well. You are called to love those who even despise you. You know, oftentimes when we talk about praying for those, praying for those who want to hurt us, praying for those who have hurt us. It's like a country song where it says, let the Lord do his job and you just pray for them. I pray your brakes go out running down a hill. I pray a flower pot falls from a windowsill and knocks you in the head like I'd like to. I pray your birthday comes and nobody calls. I pray you're flying high when your engine stalls. I pray all your dreams never come true. Just know wherever you are, honey, I pray for you. Now this song is about a breakup where the ex is saying, really praying not very nice things that are going to happen. That's not the kind of prayer, praying for our enemies that God has called us to do. We need to pray that those who despise us, that good things happen to them. And that most importantly, they come to experience the greatness of who Jesus is. Doing good is not just about doing it to those who I deem worthy of receiving the good. In fact, no one is exempt from receiving goodness. And no one is exempt from giving it. So how do we do this? How do we make it not just a command or desire, but part of our very DNA? You know, if you're like me, you probably don't want to do this. So first of all, we have to say, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not easy. So we need to, the number one thing is make sure we are deeply rooted in our love of God. Remember that it is Jesus who transformed us. It is Jesus who won the victory. It is Jesus who calls us to relationship and gives us the power of the Holy Spirit. And so if we devote our life and our energy to Christ, we will be much more capable of doing good. All goodness comes from God. All goodness is empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so we need deeply engaged the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We need to deeply be in relationship so that we can be transformed, so that we are capable of doing good, 
so that we're capable of loving those we don't really like very much. How is your relationship with God? Are you deeply in love with God? The second thing is that we need to be proactive. Don't just wait until there's some tragedy. We need to be proactive. We need to do great acts of radical and bold kindness, seeking good for everyone. You know, there's a tradition that people will go to Starbucks and buy the drink for the person behind them, which I think is a wonderful thing. And then it often creates this chain of people after people buying drinks for the person behind them. And again, it's a wonderful and beautiful thing. My only question is, these random acts of kindness, what is the depth and impact that they have for people? There was a movie called Pay It Forward, where a young boy is asked to create a project that will change the world. He comes up with an idea that if you do an act of kindness so life-changing that it rearranges the person's life, that it makes their life so much better that they will want to go and do acts of kindness for other people. These are kind of the kind of proactive, bold, and radical acts of good that we are called to do. Maybe it's a new commitment to volunteer somewhere. Where is God calling you to volunteer? Maybe it's getting to know your neighbors and doing good in, in your small neighborhood, in your community. Maybe it's somebody at work that God is calling you to love. Whatever it is, we are called to do good as often and mightily as possible. Another aspect of this being proactive, we have to learn to forgive. We have to let go of the things that people have done for us. Now remember, forgiveness is something that we, uh, that God gives us, allows us to do when others hurt us. We're choosing to say, I'm not going to hold what you did against me. That's not the same thing as reconciliation, which is what we hope for. Reconciliation is when both parties come back together and seek to restore the relationship. And remember, we are greatly forgiven by God in many incredible ways. And God says, I ask you to forgive others as I have forgiven good. So how will you do good daily? First, you have to appreciate the goodness God has done for you. How God has saved you through the life, death, and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. And then you have to truly desire that for others, even your enemies. And want to do goodness. Be quick to forgive and open to reconciliation. And then live it out as best as you can in every moment you can. There's a favorite quote of mine by the founder of the Methodist Church named John Wesley. And I've since been told that maybe he didn't say this, but I still think that this is a wonderful quote and we could all live by it. He said, do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you, ever you can. May you go and do good this week. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.